Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cave of the Cross Apologetics. I'm Patrick. And I'm Tony. And uh, if you haven't found out by now, we are going through Greg Kokel's book, Tactics, yeah. uh, the 25th uh, anniversary edition. And uh, Tony just told me that uh, these last two chapters... Actually, uh, this is the 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary. I'm yeah. sorry. He's yeah. not that old. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Kokel. Uh, but uh, um, so these last two chapters are these, uh, the next th- th- these next two chapters. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, kind of a summary that we're uh, going to be doing because there's a lot of good stuff. But these ones might not be in your book if you have the, the original um, so, you know, um, pick up the, the, the second copy. Yeah, yeah. So when he says updated and expanded, indeed, yeah. this is the expanded. Yeah. It's These not are just a, a few little citations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. What, Two what, new chapters. What like you college professors do to sell your, your books again <laughs> at exorbitant prices yeah. for us poor college kids <laughs> or when I was a poor college kid, that, that's, uh, that was always fun. Um, and so, uh, um, you know, we're, we're kind of, uh, in this, um, in this frame of mind of uh, kind of looking at people's worldviews, um, obviously, if someone's coming at us with straightforward questions, we want to be straightforward in our answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes when people uh, put forward their own uh, ideas, uh, obviously, we can always give our own perspective of, 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 of answering the Colombo tactics, the uh, what do you mean by that and how did you come to that conclusion? Uh, and uh, uh, it only t- comes to reversing the burden of proof if they're trying to get you to build their house. We remember that one. You know, if, if they're trying to, trying to, uh, if they've laid the roof and they want you to build their yeah. argument for them. Right. Give you, yeah, you, you build the walls, which are the reasons, right, right. To, to believe that that roof right. co- conclusion is true. And yeah. so when, when, when we do that, we always want to look at foundations. And uh, again, uh, people don't always like presuppositionalism. It's lazy. It's, it's, it's after the fact uh, <laughs> ideas. That's just an incorrect view of what presuppositional is. And I think if you come down to it and you say, well, aren't how we look at evidence important? Isn't that important? And so that's essentially what presuppositionalism says. It says there are some underlying ideas that we might have to deal with before we get into the evidence. Again, talking about the resurrection is always good. Uh, Talking about the historicity of Jesus or David, the, right. the new coin uh, and symbols of David being discovered uh, just here recently. And oh, all of a sudden, those those scholars that knew that David didn't exist, <laughs> where are they now? Well, they're probably long dead by, by yeah. now. But reliability you know, of scriptures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there's things, just yeah. so, much, so much that attests to uh, the truthfulness of God's word, uh, of God being real. We can talk about the science if, if we want to get into that. But the presuppositionalist says, that there is no neutral ground, that we, we, we come to the question at hand of God existing or abortion or morality with certain lenses that we, we look at the world through. And how we look at the world through uh, might influence, and usually does, kind of the answers that will allow in. Mm-hmm. So we talked about, uh, you know, if, if, if uh, you have a materialistic worldview and that uh, all things have to be answered in a, a scientific, uh, naturalistic, materialist-only view of science, uh, then I can't give you a piece of God's robe because he's immaterial. So you're not allowed to kind of even uh, accept anything that uh, you would bring into. However, you would also not be into the laws of logic because I can't break off a piece of the laws of logic, <laughs> the law of excluded middle or non-contradiction. We can't put it on our microscope. We can't. Uh, you know, uh, figure out how much bacteria grows on, on, uh, on, on. You know, the the the, the law of non-contradiction. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, what the idea here is, we don't let the evidentialist, uh, you know, 
get away with, you know, just assuming that the laws of logic are, we can use them and it's okay. Yeah. No, no, no. We want you to give an account of, of that. Where, where do they, you know, how <laughs> do you give an account of the laws of logic? Right. We're not going to let you get away with that. Right. We can yeah. agree that we're using them, right? Yeah. Just, just by stating, well, I think, oh, hold on. You're entering into philosophy now. Yeah. I know those scientists don't like, uh, like philosophy, but once <laughs> you start evaluating the world you're going into philosophy and you're making evaluations and you have to determine you know whether things are uh, as they appear or something different and so you're giving an account and you want to do that so it's not it's not a a trick of words uh, and the christian should be able to do it too we should go to our ultimate standard and say this is where we appeal to and if someone says oh well that's just a, a your ending conclusion well no it's an ending conclusion where I ha- it tells me that I have to appeal to it as my ultimate authority. If there's something higher above that, then that's my ultimate authority. And so there's the whole vicious circularity versus <laughs> not vicious. So uh, that's uh, something for everything else. So all that being said, so that's presuppositionals again in uh, answering a few uh, um Nice questions from from our YouTube comment section, um, where uh, we also uh, are looking at chapter 17 here, and it's called Inside Out. Inside and so out. Uh, this is uh, kind of the last big tactic uh, that uh, uh, Greg Kokel gives us uh, before kind of uh, giving us the next chapter with a, a kind of a, some mini tactics involved, and then uh, we get to our conclusion. Uh, there'll be another episode uh, after that for some reason for ideas. Uh, but we want to know if, uh, if there's a book that, uh, that is sitting on your bookshelf that is also sitting on our bookshelf, again, collecting dust, you know, you wanted to read it. You picked it up one time, you read through chapter one, you maybe got chapter through two, you know, it's like Bible study in the year. You, you get to Leviticus. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I made it out of Leviticus. And then you get to numbers and you're like, okay, I need, I need some help here. And I, I, I need someone to come alongside. Well, come alongside. Yeah. We'll come alongside. Yeah. So, uh, you know, any way that, that you're uh, viewing this, listening to us, uh, you can always go uh, to our, our, our website, cavethecross.com, put that in there, go to the YouTube page, put it in the comments. What are some books that, uh, that, that you've got on your shelf that you've always wanted to do? I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, to know because I have a whole Kindle library that is probably, oh, that was good for a buck ninety nine. But there's way too many of those. And Tim Challies does not help me out with uh, with the. Uh, making sure I don't have too many books. So uh, why is this called uh, Inside Out? So the Inside Out tactic is not so much kind of the specific maneuver that we've been doing, like the Columbo tactic or, uh, you know, uh, uh, letting the other person build the roof, but uh, it's kind of a, a frame of mind that we should have. It's uh, an insight to help you maneuver confidently, even creatively sometimes uh, in conversations. In a sense, uh, you have uh, inside information. Ooh, inside information. Always good. Yeah. Sometimes illegal. Yeah. But that's only <laughs> yeah. if you're trading and you're not a member of Congress. <laughs> so if you want inside in- in- information, you, you're, you're in the know. <laughs> but this inside information is uh, about other people, especially the person that you're talking to, especially about yourself and to thy own self be true and yeah. all men liars and all that uh so that uh that um you want to present that so that they'll eventually acknowledge sometimes unwittingly mm-hmm. yeah, i don't really want to admit that but it seems possible if you just pay attention yeah. and uh um we'll I, we'll have a, a few examples here of, of, of what that means too yeah. yeah so this inside information here you know this is the idea here is this is something that everybody knows right even though they may not uh be aware of it, right? And it kind of slips out, it sneaks out in their conversation. And if you listen carefully, you can you can hear it, right? And then you can, uh, you know, kind of uh, 
you know, point that out to folks consciously, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? So, for instance, um, he starts off this uh, chapter section here. He calls it mannishness. <laughs> like, so, uh, so when I was uh, growing up, being mannish was not a good word. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you could, you know, you could, uh, mom would come and you'd, you'd be in trouble if you acted mannish, right? But uh, he's not using it in, in the way that we used it back, way back then, right? Uh, so uh, what is this mannishness? Well, the inside tactic, this one is based on an insight from the late Francis Schaeffer, he tells us. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, Schaefer's insight is tied to the question, what does it mean to be human? Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's the basic idea about what this one is yeah. all about. Right? So you might remember uh, uh, that name, Francis Schaefer. Well, yeah. uh, we talked to Nancy Piercy, who actually studied under Francis Schaefer yeah. at Liberty right. in uh, Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so uh, if you want to do that, uh, I believe that's uh, episode 69 from mm-hmm. our uh, from our previous episode. So uh, feel free to check that out. Yeah. Uh, so in, in Schaefer's own word here, what he means by kind of the, the mannishness of man is that uh, man is different from non-man. Mm. Oh. Yeah, look at that. You, yeah. Using philosophy right there. <laughs> he says that uh, human beings are special, unique, unlike anything else in the created realm. Uh, we're, we're kind of this crowned with glory and honor, as uh, David puts it in Psalm uh, 8.5. And uh, this is the, the mannishness of man. We're, we are we are men uh, in, in the sense of like humanists. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, calling uh, everybody men. Is uh, problematic these days, but um, but th- that's what uh, um, Francis Schaeffer here means. So, uh, w- what he's getting by this is that because we all live in God's world and are all made in God's image, right? We're we're all image bearers. We're all created with. Uh, this this um, kind of special purpose, uh, purpose this uh, mago dei, um, as, as the reformers uh, uh, Latinly called us, and uh, you know we're, we're we're kind of God's representatives here on earth. We're, we are made um, on the sixth day as as this, this special creation. You know we're we're not part of the animals. We're we're made alongside the animals and and on day six, mm. um, but uh, but we we have certain. Uh, attributes that we share with God. Uh, there are certain attrib- uh, there are certain qualities that He shares with us. But uh, ultimately, with kind of this image is is, is uh, an idea of, of we're we're emissaries for God. We're emissaries for the King, and we're declaring with with showing our faces as, as something special and representative. So it's not that God, the father has, has this body or, you know, we're representing the second person, the Trinity, uh, our, our image is being bared by, by us declaring just by living our life. The God is real. Uh, he's, he's put us here and he's, um, he, he's to be honored and worshiped. So yeah, yeah. that's we what can, he's, we can, we have communication with God. We have reason where he's given us, uh, dominion over the physical right. world you know yeah. so those are some of the things right. that that's, so that's what at, right? helps us make us non-man yeah. <laughs> you know makes the non-men yeah. not men and so he says that uh, we're all made in this image of god uh, there are things all people know that are embedded deep within our hearts profound things about our world and about ourselves even though we deny them uh, or our worldviews uh, disqualify them. So, mm-hmm. so th- there's an aspect of humanity. You know, it, why do we preach the gospel to to all all men, all types of men? Because each one has the image of God. We're we're kind of speaking uh, about that uh, to to that person in that same manner. You know, we don't go and witness to dogs or horses or <laughs> trees. Right. Um, but those things are affected by uh, man's special uh, uh, nature within the created realm, um, and. When when you get to um, 
when you get to the the, the new covenant, uh, you know, God removes the heart of stone and replaces it with a heart of flesh, and He writes the law on our hearts. And so, uh, we also um, have a sense of of guilt and 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 uh, you know a, a consciousness that we can listen to or not yeah. listen to. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we're moral agents. Yeah, uh, Romans one talks about this that 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 you know even even people that don't have the capital L law of you know Moses. Uh, that they still have uh, an idea of justice and right and wrong and and morality, and so uh, that's uh, kind of what we're appealing to here in in what Francis Schaeffer is saying. So, right. so right. sometimes people talk about things as, you know, uh, you know that that uh, that God doesn't exist, and here are the qualities of the world uh, of God not existing, but then they'll slip in something that seems to contradict that, yeah. and so it's it's kind of going back to the. Uh, the sibling rivalry or uh, the infanticide. Sometimes they'll bring in something that they don't really want to, but it's also really hard for them to, to give it to away. It. Yeah, 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 good. So this knowledge can make a big difference, obviously, in our in our conversations with other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so here's the tactical application of the mannishness of man that he he wants us to take away from this. He says that the profound truths we all know on the inside always eventually reveals themselves. On the outside, right? So they, they eventually reveal themselves on the outside. And he says, all you need to do is listen. Just listen, right? Understanding this inside-out pattern provides a powerful technique to get someone thinking. So, you know, when these things crop up, and he's going to give us some examples here, then we point those things out and help mm-hmm. people to, to see the implications of what they're talking about, right? right. Uh, for instance, ethics and morality, right? Well, that... You know, in a naturalistic world, one could argue that really doesn't exist, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if everything is just, you know, physical stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, then where does ethics and morality come from? And so if people begin to talk about that, all right, now they've slipped out the mannishness of man, right? Right. right. If, if all if all humans are is just brain chemistry that that fizz at a certain rate, and you might fizz uh, differently when when you're talking about physics because you really like <laughs> physics, so your your brain goes a different way, and mine really fizzes on uh, uh, hurting puppies, you know. <laughs> and so when we talk about things like laws of logic, well, maybe you're just fizzing at an incorrect way, and you've just kind of through might makes right, you've convinced me that this thing of law of, non, of the excluded middle or non-contradiction just happens to be true, and I'm just not smart enough to out, outdo your wit. And so <laughs> who's to say the different fizzing of our brain chemicals isn't, is is kind of uh, allowing us to, uh, a survival aspect to, uh, to to agree with that. But what, what does that mean in a purely naturalistic um, cause and effect only universe where the first cause is either the Big Bang with, with no... With no God or uh, 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 creation, death, creation, death, uh, mm-hmm. expand, contract that uh, right. that is also right. positive. The heat death of yeah. the universe or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, we, we, we see this uh, um, uh, talked about. Uh, I just uh, listened to a debate between uh, an unbelievable podcast with uh, with Braxton Hunter and, um, and oh, uh, he's the... Uh, um, uh, Dan Barker, the the uh, freedom from freedom from religion foundation, the fa fa fa, and um, and so Dan Barker wrote wrote this book about how it appears that we have free will, uh, but because he's got the squirrel that he trained to come up on his chest and and taken uh, a peanut from him, that uh, well he doesn't really have free will, so he extrapolates and says, well we don't really have free will, 
but he's written a book. Yeah. Uh, he's trying he's, to convince people. He's, he's uh, chosen we, to write. We, we, we have to operate in a world where it appears. to convince people that his position is. To choose his position yeah. over other positions, and right? and, and so if, if if you if you have an idea of soft determinism, which I don't know how that that exists in, in a world of of, of no God, uh, but it seems like you ha- would have to be either a hard determinist or a full on libertarian free will person. And so Brax Hunter is a libertarian uh, free will type person, not the the political idea, but the philosophical idea of, of libertarianism, free will. Uh, and it seems like even doing the debate. All Braxton Hunter, if he was if he was a good presuppositionalist, would say the fact that you're engaging in this debate uh, helps to uh, to, to cement show. the fact yeah, that yeah. you're trying to convince me of things. That's right, right. And so, so just by showing yeah, up on the debate, right. you lose the debate. So right? you're wasting your time if, <laughs> yeah. if this is all here. Why are you writing a book? Why yeah. what, what yeah. are you convincing people who are who giving them to choose your yeah. position? If, how, if they don't have the you know right. the capacity to right. choose, why are you trying to yeah. convince them to choose your position? Right. And so uh, you know uh, um, Robert P. Mur- Murphy, who's who's been on the show before, uh, he had a, a little debate with a, a postmodernist, uh, Thaddeus Russell. And I, I like listening to Thaddeus's uh, podcast too, uh, but they were talking about um, uh, kind of um, uh, uh, roles and certain things. And and for postmodernists, he he, he kind of slips up at the end of this interview and says, uh, "If you love freedom the way that I do, you must do this." And I was like, "Oh, oh there's the slip. Can't say that. Oh, there's a must. That's yeah. an ought. Yeah. Postmodernists can't have must and oughts there." Yeah. Um, and so uh, the, the, when when I was uh, reading this chapter, I was uh, I was thinking back to that. Uh, but uh, luckily, Greg Kokel has way better examples, and I'll, I'll put uh, those uh, those two interviews uh, in the description below, um, and uh, there'll be cards for it in, in in the top of this video if you're watching the video version. So yeah, there there is a section here that he calls uh, two deaths, and he looks at Mother Teresa and Princess Diana, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he says, you know, we cel- kind of celebrate, you know, or honor Mother Teresa and her death. You know, she lived till she was uh, in her uh, in the late 80s, 87, is what he says. And Princess Di died in in her prime at 36. And we say that basically her, you know, she died before her time, right? Her death was tragic. It was untimely. And, of course, the, the issue here is, you know, what what does that mean in the <laughs> yeah, naturalistic untimely. world, yeah. right? I mean, you know. She, she died when she was dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yes, uh, I guess you could say that she li- she didn't live to a, a standard median age. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you plotted the graph. She yeah, was right. she, on the bell curve. She was right down so here. So it wasn't tragic. It wasn't, yeah. you know, um, you know, extraordinary. Right. It was just, you know, something that happened uh, in the world. Right. right. And, and we, we know when s- someone lives over, you know, 82 years of age, then it's not tragic because, oh, they, they were they were way past their due date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I will say here that that uh, Kokel does say uh, um, uh, before getting into the examples that uh, that this type of knowledge, though, um, it can make a big difference in our conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the, the tactical application of this mannishness of man where the profound truths we all know inside will eventually reveal themselves on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. And all you need to do is listen to them. Yeah. And, and so th- this is this is part of it. And we, we, we say like, oh, well, hold on. What do you mean by by you know, the, you know gone before their time? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you just talking about a plot graph? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it seems like there's there's more... Uh, to it than, yeah, than just tragic. Uh, what do you mean by tragic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, 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 you know, a sense of justice in the world, a sense of unfairness. Uh, you know, all all these things seem to to uh, need to be at least re clarified into when you're talking that whole sense of justice. You mean like justice exists in the world, and you're trying to grasp for it. What what is what does that mean to to 
be made whole, uh, you know, in, in a world where, in a world where, that's a good trailer, like, in a world where there's only... In a world where... <laughs> that, that, that there's there's only, you know, survival of the fittest and, you know, the the uh, the tiger eats the antelope. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? Oh, the, the, the antelope number... Th- 32 it was gone before it's time <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah i don't know right, right. <laughs> so it, we, we need at least to ask clarifying questions about that they might have a, an answer and we we want to provide them the opportunity to uh, think pr- through that pr- present that and think yeah. through it yeah. yeah and if they have an answer we should be able to respond to that and talk about objectivity subjectivity and, and, and the like and we should as well have a, a good uh, answer for for yeah. uh, our our starting point as well. Yeah, good. Um, so another example that he talks about here is uh, what he calls uh, my father's world. Right. And so, so this is not mother nature. This is father's <laughs> world. Father's right? world, right. <laughs> uh, so he says that, um, you know, the Earth Day is uh, celebrated, but it seems to be uh, based on a contradiction. Hmm. So, so Earth Day is based on a contradiction. It, it seems like it, <laughs> you know, so... Um, and I'm sure if you've been on social media, everyone makes the same joke uh, as, as, as this too. So, um, so Earth Day is this, this festival. Uh, it's enjoyed by naturalists who's, who celebrate n- nature as ultimate and man's unique moral responsibility to protect it. That's right. So we have to protect the yep. earth, right? That is our moral responsibility. Right. Oh, well, so what's the problem with that? Well, it doesn't seem natural to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in this uh, this uh, naturalistic worldview, right? Nature is all that there is. That's yeah. what it says. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, all, all things are physical. All things are nature. There's nothing outside of it. There's no supernatural. Well, except physical things in, in motion are just strictly governed by these uh, uh, Deterministic laws, yeah, the laws physics, of physics, chemistry, chemistry the, whatever, the, the, biology, the, the yeah. fizzing, the the asteroid strikes the other <laughs> asteroid that strikes the other asteroid, and if it would have struck the other asteroid, it would have killed us all. But it's going to Jupiter. Whew, thanks, Jupiter. We yeah, appreciate yeah. you. We really there. like Jupiter. We <laughs> really do. Yep, and the moon. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but in this world uh, worldview, right? That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. This naturalistic worldview: nature is all that there is. There's no place for moral obligations, th- things that that humans, all humans, are required to do. Right? right. So we don't have a moral obligation to protect the earth yeah. or whatever. Who, right? who cares? Uh, yeah. uh, if, if I pollute as much as I want to now, uh, not clean up after myself, I get to be lazy. Yeah. I don't really care what happens to, to my offspring. Yeah. Why can't why why can't I have that? Yes, yeah. the, the, there's uh, an idea from naturalists that uh, you know you exist just to 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 dump out kids into the world to continue <laughs> the species. I, I, other than okay, that's what happens. Uh, I, I don't see why that's a need. And uh, unless you're going to start forced breeding programs, uh, please don't. Uh, the government, that's not a, a suggestion. I'll, I'll wear my mask if we don't have to do that. Um, but uh, but there's no there's no idea of moral obligations. There's no ought or is in this universe of, of just naturalism of any kind because morality is based on free choices, not on physical determinism, mm-hmm. which which the naturalist would say is what we are. We're, we're you know, a series of cause and effects. And where, where are we able to kind of go against that? Right. And so, again, there might be an answer in there. They, they might provide an answer and we want to respond to that answer appropriately. But if we're just taking what their underlying uh, um, worldview is that's what we want to respond to and mm-hmm. say hey it seems like this is a contradiction here can you can you go over this how did you come to that conclusion right, right. right. 
um, you know, what do you mean by that? Uh, because we want to we want to be charitable to the other side and and uh, make sure that we're understanding and giving them uh, an ability and a platform. We don't want to steamroll, right? We, we realize that, not even us. And so um, uh, we would just want to pr- uh, have, have give them the ability to provide um, the best argumentation there. So there's nothing in the atheistic, naturalistic world that makes sense of man's obligation, an ought or an is, what we must do. If if you love freedom, you will do this. Right. Ooh, hold on. Postmodernism, uh, there's no meta narratives here, especially not this one. Why, why should I love freedom? What if I want to restrict people's freedom? Right. I am I am very powerful in this world. I am wanting to restrict freedom. I want to be free, but not you guys, because right. you help my freedom. Right. Or uh, I, I shouldn't care about this world, right? The Mother Earth, eh, I'm, I'm gone in uh, 50 years. I, I don't plan to make it to the, the 73-year-old median age. I'm going out <laughs> And I 50. certainly don't have a moral obligation, yeah. right? So, because what is morals right? in a naturalistic, deterministic world, right? right? For, for whatever reason, you know, I'm, I'm a nihilist. I, I, I don't care about uh, anybody else. Uh, not saying that nihilists don't care about anybody else, but a good moralist mm-hmm. wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that's the contradiction that we're that we're wanting to point out here. Right. It seems like what what moral obligation do we have on on Earth Day? Yeah. Well, and, and again, we 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 want to be consistent and have an answer to that as well. Yeah, good. Yeah. So you know, uh, so here's what the Earth Day crowd gets right. He tells us right. He says this is the idea. Man is different, right? Mankind is different. Than everything else. That's right. Humans are special, right? And so people are responsible for the earth and taking care of it and that sort of thing because they're not the same thing as as nature, Mm -hmm. right? And everything else in nature. And and we all know this, he tells us, which is why the uh, fact continues to stubbornly assert itself even with people whose worldview package cannot justify it. Right. right? And so that's the basic idea here. Mm -hmm. Yes, the the reason why we do have a moral obligation is because we're different. We're different than than the rest of it, right? And why are we different? Well, this world is not mother's world, he tells us. It's father's world, (laughs) Right. right? This is my father's world, right? And so he's made us in his image, and so we are different. Right. And that's why we can have this it's, moral it's, So So they do get that portion right. Mm-hmm. We are special because we're created in God's image. Right. right? And so that, that's something that we can use and point to and say, hey, it seems like you're requiring us to do something. In your worldview, I don't know if you can really make sense of it, but here in my worldview, it's definitely like that. that's part of the command of God to go go out, be fruitful, multiply uh, have dominion over the uh, over the the natural world and um, do it all for God's glory. Right. And so we so, and we, so we, d- we don't want to nuke it all because right, right. Uh, th- that's not being responsible for right. what we're given. So that's so that's we're stewards. We're you know we're stewards over over it. Right? right. He's given us the responsibility to take care of it, and but we're stewards over it. We're and we're under the Creator. Right. Right. So yeah. if you if you look at things like controlled burns for for forest fires. Something I don't think California remembers, uh, but even even <laughs> even early uh, you know First Nation Native Americans were were doing the, the same thing because they realized, hey, if we don't burn this 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 uh, you know very uh, coarse and dry kindling that's on the ground uh, every every year, we have to keep moving because the land gets wiped out. And so we protect species that way. And so mm-hmm. by by having this controlled burn, something that would appear destructive to 
just a, a, a creature, you know, if, if you yeah. had a, a creature that could start forest fires, that we would say, oh, we might want to move this to more water-based <laughs> environments. Uh, but, but you know, we, we have these uh, controlled brush fires, and, and then we put them out, and then that way we actually preserve land. We feed nutrients in, back into the ground. There, there's a sense of this is what we should be doing. And so science can tell us about the, the goodness of that. Right. But where's the obligation to do that? Other than the fact that, well, we like living in the, the built-up cities that we do right. On, right. On, on natural fault lines. <laughs> and so this, so this is the what's inside is coming out of this kind right. of, of right. these person. Yeah. And so we can point this out and help them to work through these, these types of right. issues. Yeah, good, good. <clears throat> Uh, so another um, uh, example that he gives is, uh, is he titles it kind of broken. And um, broken. Uh, obviously this is uh, uh, one that kind of comes up almost naturally. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing everyone knows uh, is that something has gone terribly wrong. Something mm-hmm. is rotten in the state of Denmark. Yeah, yeah. And we call this the and problem Michigan of and evil. Illinois. And, and in my heart, <laughs> and probably more in my heart than anybody else. And uh, th- this problem of evil, it, it uh, prompts us to ask, why is there so much badness in the world? Why, mm-hmm. why does it, why, why do I feel that there is something wrong? Mm. Uh, you know, why, why do I say, hey, this isn't right in... Uh, you know, the, the, the idea of social justice, you know, that, that's, that's a, a big thing nowadays for some odd reason. And there's an idea of, well, there's justice. There's, there's a bar that we're not meeting. Yeah. Well, where's that come from? Yeah. Where's who determines that? that? Yeah. 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 Do, yeah. Do each of us get to make it up? Right. <laughs> or, you know, you're robbed at gunpoint and uh, they've, they've locked the person down and they say, uh, you know, confess. Yeah, I did it, but I was stronger than, uh, you know, than Tony was. Yeah, I so, had a gun, so, so I, I could do it. I, I deserve his money. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> might makes right. Well, no, th- there's a sense of justice. Now now you you get your money back, and are you just then? Like, what what does justice even mean in, in that context? Mm-hmm. At what point in time is justice fulfilled? And so I, I think justice, too, it's, it's, it's something that uh, I've been asking Tony to give me book recommendations and slides on and stuff like that. So I've been really looking at that. What, what and he's going to talk about that in the next yeah, section. Uh, what does yeah. it mean to be, be just and, and, and have this idea of justice in the world? Like, mm-hmm. okay, I get pa- paid back twi- twice the amount. Am I, is that justice? Right. Uh, in, a, in a naturalistic world, a world where there's only nature, a world where science is the only means by which we determine truth, what, what is that? Yeah. I've, I've punishment. No is punishment part of justice? <laughs> yeah. Do I have to punish somebody? Must must I punish somebody? Yeah. I, I ought to. Um, sure, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so the world is broken. Mm-hmm. True enough. Okay. There, there's issues. Uh, we, we see Twitter. We know the world is broken then. <laughs> but we are broken too. And right. our brokenness is a huge part of what is wrong with the world. The world is broken because we are broken. Right. Or is the world, are we broken because the world is broken? Both yes for that, uh, but but um, you know it, to to say the world is broken, we have to have some idea in our mind that it was whole at one point, or yeah. there's there's an image that we have that or is what the wholeness. wholeness is, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, it, picking the target and right. and shooting the arrow to to say the arrow must go in that direction uh, assumes that you know the location of where the arrow is supposed to go, mm-hmm. rather than just up sideways behind you, whatever it might be. Yeah. And so you kind of need this target. So when you talk about brokenness, well, what is wholeness? Talk about uh, injustice. What is justice? Yeah. So that's, yeah. uh, that's And so he says, you know, um, even the scriptures obviously talk about sure. this in Romans chapter yeah. 3, right? Verses 10 through 12. Mm-hmm. There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks God. All have turned aside. 
together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. So we are broken. Mm -hmm. We're broken, right? And uh, notice, this doesn't mean that God's image is erased, right? We still are, have been created in the image of God. However, God's image can be uh, defaced, uh, disfigured, mm -hmm. right? Uh, sullied, spoiled, and that's what has happened, right. right, with regard to God's image. Well, that's why we, we talk about, you know, Jesus um, being incorruptible man in, 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 you know, the image of the incorruptible God. Right, you know, right. So we, we, we actually have someone that we can look, look towards that lived this life and lived it perfectly, yes, in a special way, in a special manner, but... You know, th there's a process by which we become sanctified and, yeah. and, and, you know, made whole again. That's right. So, you know, humans are beautiful. Yes. Right. But they're also broken. Right. 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 And we don't we don't say that about uh, the, the lion and the gazelle. We don't say, oh, that that lion is broken. <laughs> He's eating the gazelle. Doesn't he know that he should get along with his fellow yeah. animal kind? You know, he, he, they're they're, you know. Uh, quadpedal, <laughs> you know, they, they have four legs. Uh, they, they both have tails. Uh, they're both in the same area. If, well, can't we all just get along? That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he tells us that in our moral wretchedness, uh, we're also profoundly guilty. We owe, he says. We are, in, we are in debt not to a standard, not to a rule, not to a law, but we owe a person, mm -hmm. right, uh, to the one we have offended with our disobedience. Yeah. That's of course is is God, right? Yeah, this is what we talk about too when we say like uh, you know a, a, a judge and the lawmakers, uh, they're trying to find the law out there. It's a capital L. That there's this idea that the universe, in some capacity, has a law that we're trying to uncover, discover, uh, reveal. Mm -hmm. And it seems like okay. Well, is it hidden behind Mars? Uh, you know, is it does it permeate? Is it like the Force, where we, if we have enough metachlorians, we we can sense the Force and, and, and use the law to our own capacity? Oh, I can't believe I made a prequel <laughs> reference there. Uh, better than my football references, I guess. Um, uh, or, or you know, we, we talk about uh, with with Robert Murphy um, uh, about uh, Adam Smith talking about the invisible hand of the market, and it wow. seems like. That there's a, an economic law governing interactions of people again because we talk about um, uh, human freedom mm -hmm. we talk about uh, equal scales wanting to be just wanting to do what's right uh, but sometimes uh, uh, things interfere with that and so mm -hmm. we're trying to find this uh, this free form of, 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 of the invisible hand and so uh, th there are ways even outside of philosophy st straight philosophy where we talk about these things wow yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, justice and mercy. We kind of uh, already alluded to this, but yeah. each of us longs for justice, right? Mm -hmm. Someone hits us in the mouth. Uh, we have the ability to, to turn aside, but sometimes we don't want them to do that again. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. That hurt the first time. Uh, you know, uh, if, if, if we're in a car accident, right, and, and we're sitting at, uh, at a stoplight and, you know, the, the light was green and I can go, and the other person hits me, they ran a red light. Well, I want them to, to pay because I wasn't at fault for the damages I incurred or the loss of revenue or whatever it is. Right. I, I want to, I want to be made whole. I, I should. I, and yes, I always have the freedom to, to say, Oh, I'm good. You, you could be a Buddhist in <laughs> that right. way and, and, right. and find no value in things. That's right. uh, but I think a lot of us talks about things like, Oh, that shouldn't be that way. Or, um, you know, uh, someone did something and uh, th that the, the, the perpetrator needs to be put away or, or there has to be an action taken upon that person in order for 
society to be protected or that person to be protected, depending on. You need to be made whole. Yeah, what what you want to talk about. So we speak of it often, especially when when we've suffered injustice, but that is the inside revealing itself on the outside again. Mm -hmm. Justice is not ultimately satisfied in this life, though. It is satisfied in the next. and, And I mean, that's ultimate justice obviously doesn't happen. Right. Oftentimes, folks who are rich and powerful and whatever, they get away with injustice. Right. They get away with it. They live and they die. They have a great life. Sure. Uh, and uh, and that's that's the end of mm-hmm. it. Right? And so justice, at least ultimate justice, really doesn't happen in this life um, many times. Right. 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 <clears throat> I guess you could disagree with what form of justice that takes, but it seems like ultimately the person who created or made the the universe and the laws and rules um, is able to 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 merit out this justice or right. or so, give yeah. grace right or, you know. and so we believe that uh, you know justice will ultimately take place right uh, not this life the next one right right uh, the next section he talks about is our restless souls <laughs> right so our souls are restless so he quotes uh, it's in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. That's right. You've gotten that's your drink right. of water. That's right. You, yeah. You've watched that extra half hour of, uh, of Home Shopping Network. You didn't want to buy the Ginsu knives. You're restless. <laughs> he, uh, he quotes Augustine of Hippo. He Maybe says, he has a better quote than me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, this, you know, it's, it's, he famously describes this restlessness of the human soul and suggests its only proper place of repose, right? And here's the quote. Uh, you have made us for yourselves. Oh, Lord, Uh, he wrote in his confessions. And our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Right? So there's the quote. Because our souls bear God's image, we are beautiful. Because we have rebelled against uh, the God who gave us our beauty, we are fallen, guilty, and lost. And as a result, we're restless and require out. Right? So that's the basic idea here. Um. But there are times uh, when kind of this this clever argumentation, uh, uh, you know, I know the right answer to this. I've, I've heard this before. I'm going to steal somebody else's line. And, right. you know, aha, you know, who are you to say, oh, man, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so what do we do? Well, it, sometimes it's, a, it's as simple as declaring the truth uh, that um, may be all that's uh, needed. Yeah. You know, yeah. to so, say, so we don't need a clever argument. Yeah. We don't need, you know, some, you know. Uh, piffy saying or whatever, right, yeah. you can just say tell the truth, right? right? The truth that they probably have already co- have already come out, mm-hmm. right? Because it was inside all the time, right? right? That's why too. Uh, and and Kokel makes the point uh, in earlier chapters about how um, strong the the argumentation with somebody is for uh, morality and 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 this idea that uh, there, you know, it, it seems rare that you'll find someone who. Uh, it, uh, you know, says that there is no moral standard, and uh, that um, that uh, you know that there's there's no kind of um, system or way way of of carrying out that moral system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we want to do is uh, be able to uh, listen carefully mm-hmm. uh, in in your conversations. Right. Listen for that person's mannishness, <laughs> even if it's a girl, uh, to 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 speak. And so uh, when they tell you the truth and. And they must eventually, you, you point it out. You're like, hey, that's a good point. You know, uh, when when we talk about uh, uh, God not being fair to uh, how he treated, uh, you know, uh, your grandmother. Um, so, so you say, uh, you know, let me ask you a question. Have you noticed what you've done here? Right. right? You've, you've uh, 
a positive a standard that you want God to uh, to meet. Yeah. Right? Where's the standard come from? Right. right. So so you think that the way your grandmother treated wasn't fair. You obviously are not attributing it to right. God because you're you're claiming not to believe in Him. But you're saying, oh, hold on. You're saying that there was an injustice here, or, right. or something wasn't fair, or something should have been a way that it had originally been. Mm-hmm. And so you're attributing it to kind of the, an outside factor, the universe, or you know, if God was real, he wouldn't have done this. And so, oh, hold on. You're saying, you're making a claim about a, a, a deity doing something in a way that he or she should should do something. And where, where are you getting that from? Right, too? Right, right. And so, um, you know, that, that that's one of the things too, where, where you know, our, our ultimate standard is God's word. Uh, and we, we point to it because we say it is our ultimate standard. Again, people have issues with, with foregone conclusions and, you know, get, you, you, you get to the ending before you start at the beginning, but um, that's that's a portion of what we're pointing that's to. That's a foregone and, conclusion. And, and, yeah, and also, <laughs> also what we're doing is we're we're being honest about where we're coming from. We're saying, hey, here's the standard where we go by. Uh, we, we believe in you know laws of logic, uh, the ability to do science, uh, objective morality, or, or a, a means to be moral. And where do we derive that from? Is God's word, and and that's revelation. And so where Hume has this uh, big no-no about having, you know, revelation as, as a source of truth. Well, why, why can't it be a source of truth? It, if, it, you know, grant me the fact that if the, the biblical Christian God existed and he communicated this way, wouldn't his revelation be a source of truth? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. You might not like it. You might, you know, say, I would never worship that God, but that seems to speak against, you know, you wanting to have a conversation about truth. Truth, yeah. 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 Good. Um. So, uh, uh, again, listen to these conversations carefully. Listen when that person uh, speaks in, in, in this way and point it out and say, oh, that doesn't seem to follow from, from your, your original argumentation. Can, can we go back over that and say, where does that ought come from? Yeah. Or, you know, we, we can trust science. We, we, we know that if we, if we drop a rock every single time, it'll, it'll fall. Well, if, so it, it will never do it in, in, a, in a world where – in a world where – uh, th- things happen, you know, <laughs> gotta be a little deeper. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 there, there's nothing that will, will come, come by and, and stop the rock from falling. Well, you know, I, I can't yeah. be certain. How, of do that, we right? know, how do we know it'll happen next The time. problem right. of induction, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Which we talked about, uh, with, uh, with Mitch Stokes, um, yeah. how to be an atheist. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. We always want to make sure that again, we're not making either side angry. The other side can get angry on their, the, their own, uh, and, and hate us and, um, not like us, that's fine. That's on them, right. but we don't need but to we add lose to that. When that happens, as well, <laughs> right? right? We, we do. We, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so, so we always want to approach the person with, uh, gently, charitably, graciously, uh, ask them about it, ask them and explain what they mean. Yeah. And again, we're, we're not saying do this facetiously. Right. You know, we're not saying, Oh, I, I want to be, I want to, I want to look good to that person so that I can strike at them. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we actually want to do that. Why? Because we have an ultimate standard that tells us to, right. to be like that. We, so we care about them and we want them to know the right. truth, yeah. right? And so we treat them as if we care about them and we're trying to get work toward the truth. Right. We're not ugly. We're not mean. We're gracious, right? We're charitable. We're gentle toward mm-hmm. them and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, there was a conversation we were having on Twitter where uh, someone came in and, and said, uh, oh, you know, you guys lie because it, it fills up your coffers. 
I was like, you guys are getting paid for this? <laughs> every time every time we get a new convert, are, are we cashing out checks and wow. no one is telling me about that? That's unjust. <laughs> I want my cut as well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know. I need to get a coffer first. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably get a coffin before I get coffers. <laughs> and so, you know, again, we we want to have this this gentleness and understanding uh, that 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 always be willing to uh, give an answer with gentleness and meekness. Right. But exactly. that that that's that's the second part, and we we sometimes forget that because we're talking about important things. Uh, we sometimes live in keyboard world uh, where we're we're not always monitored. But guess what? Uh, God is God, even even in the World Wide Web, because <laughs> He made the world and He put the World Wide Web in. That's right. So, and so that's the basic idea of the inside out, right? right. The inside out is there's something inside that everybody is really knows, right, or at least uh, to some extent may be aware of, and it, and even if it does, even if they aren't, it seeps out. And it seeps out, and when that happens, we just simply tell the truth. We point that out to them gen- gently, right, and and honestly, and charitably, and we say, "Hey, notice what you're doing here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how how can you how you're able to do that in your worldview, right? Kind of thing, right? And maybe there's a misspeak. Heaven knows that I've misspoken before. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. hold on. I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. I, there's a better way for me to say that, or uh, I got ahead of myself, and I would you let me clarify my position? Right. And you know, if they don't, uh, all right. Fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So the only reason why that we can have, uh, uh, you know, that we should be uh, morally responsible for the earth is because we're different than the earth and we're able to do that. So we're, we're uh, you know, so we're over and above it and we have, uh, you know, we have uh, dominion over it. And so, yes, we do need to be responsible, yeah. right? But notice uh, the, uh, the mother earth folks, right, the earth day folks. Uh, that has to kind of seep out. That's uh, that, and and then when that does, we point that yeah. out. I don't care about Earth. I'm going to Mars. <laughs> That's so, right. Screening from Mars. Um, so, uh, th- thanks for joining us. Uh, th- thanks for uh, uh, watching, listening, um, checking out our, our cave to the cross dot com. Uh, if you're on Patreon, that's uh, that's cool. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash cave of the cross. If not, that's okay. Uh, th- that's our little coffer. I guess I guess that's a little coffer. <laughs> oh, how about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it may it may have a few uh, uh, moss in it uh, yeah. than 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 uh, ringing uh, <laughs> ringing coins, but that's that's okay. Yeah, Again, yeah. we've we've done this for uh, eight years now, I think, and uh, we did it six before turning on the camera. So yeah, again, yeah. we'd still do and, it. And and, and it's, so if this is helpful to you, you know, probably one of the best things you can do to help support is just share it with other people yeah. right, and let them see it as well. So yeah, yeah. But that's that's what we want. Everyone needs to join the book club and <laughs> come on in, discuss, um, let us know. Uh, uh, what what uh, what you like about this book? What you don't like about this book? Uh, again, um, two more chapters after this, then a break for uh, a special episode, and then uh, we'll uh, pick back up with our next book. So, yeah. again, thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time.